Welcome to Fire Football Radio. I'm your host, Matt McGrath, alongside Luigi Capola and Zach Schmola. This is the 13th episode of the Fire Football Radio Show, as we are now 12 weeks into the NFL season coming up on week 13. It's December 1st, 2021, and as a reminder, we will be live from the store studio every Wednesday night on WHUS Stores 91.7 from 6 to 7 to bring you the latest news, rumors, and more about America's game in the league we all know and love. The NFL Week 11 and Week 12 are now in the rearview mirror as we missed Week 12 due to Thanksgiving break. But now looking at the NFL spectrum, no one is undefeated anymore. But Detroit, the Detroit Lions are still at 0 and 10 and 1. Winless, Zach and Luigi, what's going on, baby? Doing good today, Matthew. Great to be back in the studio. Happy December, everyone. Happy football season. Let's get talking. Jingle, jingle. It's about to be Christmas. I'm feeling good. Feeling great. Ready to talk about some football. Woohoo. It is Christmas season upon us now that Thanksgiving has passed us. We hope that you all had a great Thanksgiving and got a lot of good food and good football on that day. But Eric in the corner over there, my friend, welcome back. We missed you. Yes. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be back, boys. Mr. It's good to be back. Um, you were working that day, I believe, right? Yes. The LIU game? Yes. Yeah, I was uh, working the UConn men's basketball game. Been looking good so far. Uh, Bahamas was interesting. Interesting, to say the least. (laughs) But we had a couple good ones, so it was good. The Auburn win was crazy, double overtime. Um, Very tired the next day, playing Michigan State. Lost by four to them. And then got a scraping win against uh, what VCU on Friday. Yeah. And then we just played Maryland Eastern Shore. Yes. And had another, well, not scraping win, 10-point win, but... Still, it wasn't great for most of the time. No, it wasn't our it wasn't our uh, prettiest win, that's for sure. But I think coming from a, a ballroom in the Bahamas to the uh, spacious XL Center, I think is a little bit of a adjustment for the guys, and I think they're probably still a little bit tired. And with Martin out, I don't know what that's going to look like. So but. is that truly a month, as they said on TV? I sprain wrist to a basketball player is probably a month. Yeah, I feel like it probably is, but. I also have seen on Twitter that people are hoping for, I don't know, he's a tough guy, speculating tough speculating maybe St. Bonaventure is the 11th, but uh-huh. I think that's wishful thinking. Right. As long as we get him back generally for conference play. Yeah, yeah. I right. think that's, the, that's, like, yeah. that's like the most conservative hope that we could have at this point. Definitely. And so moving into a different section of UConn, our UConn football career is over. Yes. We saw one win this year at home. Yes. Yeah. Yay. We took a nice picture, though, that you we posted. Did. That we was did. a nice picture. Yeah, shout out Ainsley. <laughs> nice photographer. Shout out Ainsley. <laughs> yeah, right on the field um, yeah. as it was frigid. Yes. Yes. Brutal game to play in. Yeah, it was cold. I'm real glad we were in the press box. Of course, it was cold in the press box, too. So. It was. Because for whatever reason, we decided to open the window because we had to heard what, hear what the referee apparently was saying, <laughs> even though it didn't matter the whole time. No. And no. wind was coming in. But I know either way, their season's over. Jim Moore is coming in to change it up. Uh, but other college football news, Lincoln Riley is now going to be the head coach of USC. Yes. Is it a scumbag move? 
leaving this early and making this decision this early in the year or not? It, it kind of depends, in my opinion, on whether or not he was heavily involved in that move to the SEC. Yes. If he was, Bingo. if he was, scumbag move. If yeah. he wasn't, then like we were talking about last night, maybe he had ulterior motives. Maybe he didn't want to be in the SEC. Yeah. Maybe he wanted to stay out of it. Maybe they moved him into it and he wasn't happy, so he went and got a $6 million home and a million dollar bonus, $11 million a year. And yeah, well, You can't blame him, man. An no. interesting, interesting development I saw today with that is, uh, I guess, the... I don't know exactly what coach he is for on o- OU right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy, uh, his last name is Manning. He was on a recruiting visit today, and basically, he's still staffed at OU. Yep. And the kid, uh, his kid's last name is Jackson. He's a five-star DB. He goes, uh, yeah, USC came right out of nowhere once they hired Lincoln Riley. He goes, I talked to Coach Manning today. This man is still employed by the sta- by uh, University of Oklahoma. And is recruiting kids to USC. And is recruiting USC. kids to USC. So. Yeah, so I saw that. Not only is he bringing all the recruits with him, he's bringing every coach that he yes. has. At, so, like, the the program is over. You know what? Yeah. That really that really convinces me that he wasn't okay with that SEC. No, no, I don't no, think he was. Not, I don't think any. It seems like none of them were. No. Because if it was really just him, they probably would have stayed. Yeah. Or the school would have just done a reboot knowing that he was now gone. Yeah. But the fact that they're all not just leaving the school, but leaving the school now to go to USC yeah. is even yeah. more convincing that yeah, I don't it must have been a school decision and I, I don't know. It's not it's not a scumbag move, I would say, but it's definitely an interesting move to leave yeah. right now. And now Brian Kelly Yeah, I think <laughs> Which is what we were just gonna oh, say. What are your thoughts on that, Eric? So I honestly I am a huge Notre Dame fan. I he can't win a big game. The biggest game I think he's ever won was when Trevor had COVID last year in that Clemson game. Right. Yeah. And so I kind of have wanted him gone for a while, but that was always when Urban Meyer was still in college, and I thought it was still a possibility. As of yesterday, Urban Meyer he he didn't just say he's not being interviewed for. He said he's not a candidate for the yeah. job. So I think it's I think it's wishful thinking for that. But now you kind of got to turn and say, all right, who's going to be our next head coach? Right. Um, I think Marcus Freeman, he's our linebacker I saw coach. That. And yeah. Or Fickle. I saw people so that's, it's Freeman yeah. and Fickle. I think, Freeman and two. Fickle are the two the right two? now. Are the two. That would and be a huge move for Fickle. I think that would be great yeah, for him. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to see what happens, though, now because is he going to take the Brian Kelly route where Brian Kelly went Central Michigan, left right before their last two games to go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati was undefeated looking at even a, a berth to the national championship game that year. I can't remember exactly what year it was. Uh-huh. He left Cincinnati in an undefeated season to go to Notre Dame, and now he's leaving Notre Dame. Fickle when, won't leave. When they still have an opportunity. Chaos can happen this weekend, and Notre Dame might have an opportunity. It's just kind of not yeah, a fan I of mean, it, you, a, two, a, fan. a two-loss Bama team and a two-loss Michigan team aren't getting in over a one-loss Notre Dame team. No. 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 And, no. and a one-loss Oklahoma State team, assuming they win the Big 12. Yeah. Right. And yeah. for Michigan specifically, that game, obviously, against Ohio State is very important every year. But this year was ma- massively Huge. important. Massive. Put them into the Big Ten championship, and now they have to face Iowa, who has been a little bit, hasn't been solid at all times. No. So if no. they win that game, they're in. Georgia wins the SEC championship. I mean, I think they're probably Georgia win or way. lose. Georgia right. win or lose. But for Alabama's sake, if it depends who wins that game for them to get in. But yeah. if they lose yeah. it, they're done. So, yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting. It's it, it, Championships are this weekend? This weekend. Yes. Fun stuff. Yeah. Fun stuff. Very good. All right, let's talk some NFL. That's the college shakeup for you as we usually do in the start of the show. But the call-in number, if you're interested, is 860-486-9487. That's 
486-9487. And if you do have an interest in calling in, please do. And then we do have a Twitter and an Instagram. They're both at Fire Radio. That's P-H-I-R-E Radio. So please do give us a follow on the social media waves. And then we'll get right into the injuries as we always do. So to start off, Giants backup quarterback Mike Glennon to start against the Dolphins on Sunday as Daniel Jones is week to week with a neck strain. Um, yeah, no, not what we want at the moment. Yeah, no, that whiplash that gave him a concussion and a neck strain. Yeah. ideal. No, it's not. And we have the Dolphins this week who have been playing really good defensively, so I guess... Uh, Very well all around. Yeah, I mean, Tua's been playing a lot better than... In the month of November, Tua's leading the league in uh, completion percentage with 80.5%. It's just disappointing to see because the Giants team is really one of those teams that's been getting better every week. Right. Yes. Right, and um, now you're going to stunt their growth, right? And I, I don't know. I think at this point, they're still injury. If you if you, if you want to win, like if they win games, they win games. But at the same time, I'm kind of rooting at this point for draft picks. Like that's where we're looking right now. We have two out of the top ten draft picks, along with the Eagles, who have two, and the Jets, who have two. Um, Four through what eight? Yeah, f- yeah. Right now they're back to back. Are they? Four, five, <laughs> six, seven. Like eight, all f- nine. all six of them are back to back. No, the, Four, five, the New York ones are. No, no, all six of them are back to back. Really? Jets have four, five. Giants have uh, six, that. seven. Eagles have eight, nine. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I'm a huge, I'm a huge Bears hater right now. I don't want to see the Bears be successful in any sort of way, <laughs> so we can get a higher draft pick. But next injury on the board: Vikings star running back Dalvin Cook to miss at least two games with a torn labrum. Crucial for Killer. the Vikings Killer. and for fantasy owners, as Luigi would know. I don't want to talk about it. I lost Cook, I lost Swift, and I lost Waller all in a single week. Two in one day on Thursday on Thanksgiving. I was eating eating food with my family, and I'm losing my whole fantasy team, (laughs) holding back tears while eating mashed potatoes. (laughs) Actually, we didn't even have mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving. You don't have mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving? I normally do. I think my aunt, she was cooking everything. God bless my aunt. She cooked everything for everybody. I think one thing just slipped up, and she she had mashed potatoes. They didn't come out to how she wanted them, so she threw them out. Uh, but we did have manicot. We had all of our Italian food, so nothing to worry about. Yeah, you like, seem like everyone else. Yeah, well, I was like, what is that? What is that? You don't know what a oh man, educate educate. Listen, my aunt's a saint. I'm not mad about the mashed potatoes, but I am mad that I lost half my fantasy team in one day. <laughs> all right, we do have another call, or we have our first caller on the line actually. So we'll take them on. Caller number one, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is uh, Chase Luca. I'm from Kane, Connecticut. Oh, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Not bad, my friend. <laughs> Doing good today, Luca. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. What do you got for us? Um, so I, I wanted a prediction on how uh, my boy Josh Allen is going to do with the beast of the Bills team that he has this year. Mm. Well, are you talking well, about this week? Or yeah, you're talking, you're talking about, about long term. <laughs> you ta- what, are you, what are we yeah, saying? What are we talking about? Well, I mean, there's a few hiccups. I mean, uh, but I think that... Yeah, what about that Colts game? game? A few was that hiccups. A, hiccup? <laughs> a few <game>. hiccups. <laughs> it was it was raining. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's a beast, so can't blame him. Fair. Did I hate fair. this team, Chase. A few hiccups. Do you hate the team? Why, Why do you I hate mean, the team? All right, listen, Defense is number nine six to the Jags. What was that? <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Tre'Davious White now is a torn ACL. That's real tough for the for the Bills. But I mean, having Josh Allen at the helm, I think you saw it this weekend, Mister Luca, that Ch- Josh Allen owns Buffalo. He is he their does. lord and savior. He has towns in his name there. It's 
crazy. <laughs> Allentown. That's Allentown, great. Yeah. But listen, Allentown. you you have you have a great you have a great skeleton around Josh Allen. You have a great skeleton on defense. You have a great coach in McDermott. Your outlook going forward is very positive. This season, I don't know. I mean, uh, we we're, we're going to get to talking about Mac Jones and the Patriots soon, but uh, you're going to have some problems in that division if if yeah. Josh Allen can't step up completely. Good win on uh, Thanksgiving. Yep. It was a yep. great win Probably. on Sunday night against or Thursday night against the Saints. But you have a test, a test in Buffalo on Monday night against the Patriots. What what are your thoughts on that game? Uh, I think Matt Jones and the Patriots are overrated. Oh, <laughs> all right. So, As a typical I'm, Bills I'm fan would say. Yeah. It's a home game. We're going to destroy him. Oh. Eric, do you have any thoughts on that take? I think the Patriots typically play, play pretty well up in Buffalo. Uh, it's not like it's Miami, so I've, I've pretty, <laughs> <laughs> I have a pretty good feeling about this week. I think our defense is going to be able to shut them down. And with uh, Scott out, I mean, that's I think that makes a huge difference in their defense. Mm. I just don't think... Uh, I just don't think Mac Jones is going to be able to make any plays. I mean, we have Tremaine Edmonds back. We lost to Davis White, but he wasn't doing uh, a lot of things. Oh, Tredavious White, excuse me, not Scott, yeah. All right, well, we'll check it out on Monday night. But uh, until then, good luck. We wish you the best of luck. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All yeah. right, thanks, Chase. Thanks, Chase. <laughs> All right. Next injury on the board, 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel to miss one to two weeks with a groin strain. They also have Fred Warner out. On a hamstring injury. Tough. That's very tough. It's like, come on. Yeah, what do you think, Yulich? That's our number one offensive weapon and our best defensive player. <laughs> like, what do you mean, what do I think? I'm not yeah. happy. I'm, this is not positive. The good thing is, the good thing is, Debo did miss a bigger injury. They thought that he might have tore his groin, which would have been significantly worse, season-ending. Luckily, he did miss out on that. He's one to two weeks. I hope he takes the two weeks. I, I don't want to see this being a recurring injury going forward the rest of the year. We have groin problems. Drake Greenlaw isn't expected to even play this week with his ongoing groin injury. It, it, it's not ideal because obviously Debo has been our offense. He's not only our best wide receiver, but he is our like number two running back at this time. Yep. Fred Warner obviously is the captain of that defense, the heart and soul, and it's hard to see. But you know what? Fortnite's reload. Kyle Shanahan's got a plan. I like how they're doing. I mean, we talked about it the other day, comparing him to Cordero Patterson. You said, obviously, the better version of Cordero Patterson, which is yeah. true. But it's still interesting to see how now these NFL teams are transitioning these big wide receivers oh, into running backs. I have Oh, so Carson Palmer's brother, is it Jordan Palmer? Yes. He's the, he's the guy that so. does runs quarterback camps. He's very okay. involved in yep. like Elite 11, stuff like that. He was saying there's a huge thing in the NFL right now in that the NFL's taking from college. College is taking from high school. And high school is really what's leading up to these NFL. It, it, and it's weird because you don't think about it like that. You think the NFL's the pinnacle of playmaking and showing how to use these athletes. Right. But truthfully, high school football, you're using your athletes in the best possible way. That's what coaches do in high school. You put your athlete in the best position to make plays. And that's now what these NFL coaches are picking up on. It's a, it's a great strategy to win games. You put the ball in the guy's hands who is the best player on that team. And Debo was that for the 49ers. Cordero Patterson's clearly that for the Falcons. And, you know, J- Jamal Agnew, right? Mm-hmm. Even for the Jaguars. He's one of their best athletes. Give the man the ball. It, it, it's, it's intriguing, but it, it makes sense. It makes sense because you should form ways to get the ball in their hands, not... The other way around. Yes. 
Well, yeah, there are there are players that are built for specific positions over others, and that's just the position they'll always play. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these guys, as you said, even in college, played positions that aren't the positions they're currently yeah. playing. And I don't understand how it's taken this long for them to understand that. You know, just use them in different plays like that. I Get mean, your best guys the ball. Who is it? Well, Mohamed Sanu played quarterback. Yep. He's been used a ton of times. Edelman played quarterback. They're, he was used a ton talk, of times. Talk about the land of misfit toys out in Washington right now in Maryland. Yeah. You got your starting tight end was a quarterback, got drafted as a quarterback. Your starting running back played wide receiver at Memphis. And your starting quarterback, not as much of a uh, transition of, of how he plays, but he, he is a journeyman. and. That's like the land of misfit toys currently, but it's working because they're five and six. They're the seventh seed in the playoffs. They're using their guys in the best plays, the best places to have them make plays. It's just how it works, man. Yeah, very cool. Um, next injury: Raiders star tight end Darren Waller is week to week after such a, suffering a knee injury in the Cowboys game. Um, I really thought they were going to lose that game without him, and Me too. they found a way to win. They did. I mean, Derek Carr really proved in that game that he has the ability to take over the offense if he needs to. Right. Um, I mean, that was an incredibly impressive performance. We all picked the Cowboys. I mean, it seemed like it was going to be a locked-up game. I mean, you have the the crapshoot that is the Raiders. Sure. But Derek Carr... He really took it into his own I want to hear no Derek Carr slander ever for this season that he's having. He's leading the league in passing yards and has had his bye. His coach is gone. His number one receiver was gone. And he's making it work. I just think the... I think the slander was just from them just not being successful. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he had that great year when they went 12-4 and four and then broke his leg right before they went to the playoffs. Yes. So that was supposed to be the year where they were going to be really great. And since then, they haven't been. But this year, he's just putting them in positions to win. And, yeah, no slander for him. But next injury, Lions running back DeAndre Swift to miss this week after spraining his shoulder on Thanksgiving. It is likely that he misses more games as the Lions are playing this injury very cautiously. Um, he did not get 150 yards rushing on Thursday, Zach. Oh, I know that. I know. <laughs> did you hear about that, Eric? No, I did not. Well, so Zach, Zach's made his way onto the DraftKings, and uh, he sent us his uh, first first big slate on Thursday, and he had $3 to win 60 on oh, DeAndre Swift to run for over 150 <laughs> yards <laughs> against the Bears. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, wishful thinking. Yeah. Listen, if you're going to nickel and dime with small bets, you know, you might, might as, as well. well. You, you might, might as well. well. And I, it's not a bad way to go about it. You got a bunch of, we got, we all, like everybody right now, you sign up on FanDuel, you get like three free $25 bets. Like, what's the point in not going after it? You know? I know we're crunched on time, but I wish you could, uh, you could read off the, uh, the live bets. <laughs> oh, no, I don't even want to hear No, it. why not? Is this a gardener over here? He's a big hedge guy? He's a big hedge guy, no. All right, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has decided to forego foot or toe surgery and will rest. Um, He will rest because of the toe surgery. Wait, is he resting this week? Is he not going to play? No, 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 no. He's he's on a bye. Oh, okay. That's Um, what you're saying. He'll rest. He's going to rest on his bye. Okay. And then Panthers superstar running back Christian McCaffrey out for the season with the same repetitive ankle Injury. When is this man going to play football? When they're not consistently him the ball ninety percent of the time. That's when it's going to happen. When they learn how to use their weapons and figure out their quarterback situation. Like he's their whole team. You, DJ Moore can only do so much, and then their O line's not great. The rest of their skeleton is not great. Robbie Anderson's been a dud. Their defense plays pretty well. Great pass Sir, defense. Per- 
it's it's the Christian McCaffrey show in Carolina. It's hard. It is, and he hasn't bad. he hasn't been good when he's been healthy. Um, well, actually, he was the first two weeks before he got this next injury. Yeah. Um, but last two injuries of the day: Browns offensive tackle Jack Conklin to miss the remainder of the season after tearing his patellar tendon. Crucial. That's killer. Not only crucial loss for the team. That is a terrible injury. Mm-hmm. That is a terrible injury. And it was, I was watching the game. I don't know if we were watching it at the house. I think we might have been watching, I think Zach and I might have been watching it together. You you saw him completely like, he, he, he saw it happen. He looked into the camera and it was just like, he knew. He was like, I'm done. Like, it's, it's over. He was calling everybody over as soon as he could. Like, that's the scariest thing, man. Yeah. And so he'll be out. For the rest of the season, and possibly, you know, we'll see how his recovery I would say goes into, into next. Yeah, season. that's what I was about to say. But final injury of the day: Jaguars tight end Dan Arnold to miss four to six weeks with a grade two MCL sprain. He has thirty-five receptions and four hundred and eight receiving yards on the year for a Jaguars tight end. That's not bad. Yeah, I don't think that's bad at all. They've been very positive about Dan Arnold down in Jacksonville, and uh, it's kind of sad to see one of Trevor Lawrence's more consistent targets go down. Right, I agree. And then final, actually, no, those are all the injuries. So if you do have another call, please do. It's 860-486-9487. That's the call-in number, so please dial that up if you have any calls for us, any questions about fantasy, your favorite team, or the playoff implications coming up. But some topics of talk that we'll get into to start off, we have some notable Week 11 and Week 12 scores because we missed wrapping up Week 11 and we missed Week 12 altogether. So starting with Week 11 two weeks ago, Patriots beat the Falcons 25 to nothing on Thursday night football. That's where it started. That's where it started. That's where it started. That's where it started. Um, Wow. That's where all the heat started coming. And that was in Atlanta. That was just a beat down. Absolutely. It It was. Brutal beat down. And then next score was Texans somehow beat the Titans 22-13. The injury depleted Titans. Right. And I still want to I want to look at that that box score cuz I haven't had a chance to check it out, but and then they lose to the Jets this week. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. Actually, I may not be able to find this this box score. Let's see. Oh, you're talking about the Texans? Yeah, I'm talking about Texans. Um, Tyrod had 14 for 24, 107 yards, zero touchdowns, zero picks. It was an ugly game. Tannehill went 35-52, 323, one touchdown, four interceptions. Yeah, that was bad. Wow, they picked him off four times. Really, really bad they picked him off four times. And Titans ran for 103, and the Houston ran for 83. Wow, that's just a disgusting AFC South game. Just a bad football game. Yeah, they just have those games, the AFC South. The AFC South is garbage. So bad. So bad. I think we slander the NFC East too much. Because in comparison, the well, AFC the NFC South East is always competitive. They they find ways intercompetitive. To, yes, inter. Yeah, but even outside of it, mm. like they find ways to beat teams. They do, I guess. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, it, I don't know. Yeah, it's, Washington's. It's just, put yeah, I was going to say Washington. I was about Washington's to look up their schedule. Um, the three and zero in the past. Three yeah, games. they beat the Bucks three games yeah. ago, and then they beat the Panthers the week after, and then they beat the Seahawks. Not yeah. that those teams are very impressive, but um, yeah. the the Bucks was a big win, and the Cowboys are doing well. I don't know. Yeah, the AFC South, just in general, has never been that strong. Garbage. And so, yeah. Uh, final score of that week that was important was the Colts beat the Bills. Who The Bills were seven-point favorites in this game, 41-15. to Jonathan Taylor had a career game of five touchdowns. 
I cashed Dude, out. Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like I cashed out. <coughs> I was supposed to be there. I know. Very sad. I was. And if you just heard me cough, that was part of the reason why I wasn't. I was terribly sick um, last week and didn't get to make it to Buffalo and immediately started wishing on the downfall of the Buffalo Bills due to that. Sorry, Griffin. I yeah, Griffin. I, Griffin, I apologize deeply that I'm praying on the downfall, but me getting sick as I'd <laughs> been planning on going to Buffalo for, what, six months? Yeah, we bought the tickets back in June. Uh, we Five, went down. It was a good time, but the game was bad. The game, it rained three quarters of the game. Um, Jonathan Taylor, just, they well, they just decided not to throw the ball, and they said, Jonathan Taylor, you're just going to carry us the rest of the way. It seemed like every time he got the ball, he had a chance to score, and he scored probably on a good percentage of those carries. Um, but yeah, four rushing touchdowns. Just That's a, high just a, just a beat down, and they just the the Bills couldn't move the ball. They had two picks from Allen, and they had a weird fumble where it was so wet that they had a kickoff return, and the guy fu- fell and fumbled. No one touched him. They picked up the ball, and that was that in, the, in Bill's territory. So, brutal game. But the Kenny Moore interception was dope, though. The what? Where he tipped it to himself. Oh, Kenny yes. Moore interception. Yeah, that was that was a cool interception. I have to agree. Um, but week twelve <coughs> scores: the Raiders on Thursday on Thanksgiving beat the Cowboys thirty-six to thirty-three. They had twenty-eight combined penalties. It was the ugliest. that was the ugliest game I've ever seen. And it was the most televised game with like thirty eight and a half million people watching that game. Yes, and it was. Tr- yeah, it was the most tele- televised game in uh, NFL regular season history. I think it was like thirty eight point whatever. Yeah, it, it, it was the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <clears throat> it's just Anthony, Anthony Brown four oh, PIs. So, so terrible. Oh, yeah. so bad. The last one to put him right in field goal range for the winning kick. Kit cut him. Unbelievable. He shouldn't have a job. Unbelievable. And, like, your best corner in Trayvon Diggs, apparently, like, he's giving up a clip. He's not good. No, he's not. Well, he's, he's just a, he's a bait master. He likes to pick the ball. He's a ball hawk. But he cannot master. cover. Cannot cover. It's sort of a selfish way to play if you're not good enough to fix your own mistakes. Right. Like, Dion could get away with it no matter what because he, I mean, you know, he's Dion Sanders. <laughs> but... You're yeah, not he got that away. Guy, Trevon Diggs. No, he's not, not that dude. Yeah, remember like week five, everyone's like, the next Deion Sanders resides in Dallas. No, but, he doesn't. But that's <laughs> like a, garbage. It's a perfect case of like selective hearing on Instagram yes. and like, yeah. media outlets. And then like, if because everybody wanted to talk about the picks, like look at the flashy picks. And then they like swept all the yards he was giving out under the rug. Like, don't look at this. I think this isn't media, happening at the, the same that time. That week as the we other were part. in the studio, and I had literally just seen the that stat where it was like he was giving up the most yards per game in in NFL history. Yeah, you brought it on here, and like, yeah, yeah, Bad. <laughs> not good. And like, let's um, be realistic, folks. Yeah, it was a good game though. They went back and forth. I mean, the penalties kind of broke it up. It just um, made it so ugly. Yeah, it just made it disgusting. But overall, it was an okay game. And the Raiders, fighters, as we said. We said uh, Derek Carr is a fighter. He's going to continue fighting for this team. And even through all the everything they've lost, he, he keeps going. Hands down, one of my favorite players in the NFL right Me now. Me too. Oh, yeah. He's Good great. Heart. Yeah. But uh, next score of Week 12, the Bengals mollywomped the Steelers 41-10. to Whew. Very bad. The Steelers Very bad. so bad. I mean, Joe Mixon had 165 yards rushing and two touchdowns. They, the Steelers look so bad. Like, that's supposed to be their strength. 
the, their, the their run, defensive yeah. front, yes. the run game. It's that's not their strength. It's not. It's it's you know what it is. It, it's another situation, just like your Giants, very similar. Like your Giants, you have a good defense with a lot of great pieces on the defense, but your offense can't stay on the field. No. Because no. your quarterback is incompetent, and so is your O line, and you're you're absolutely demolishing any work that your defense your defense does. Right. I mean, the Bengals got out right away and started scoring. Right. It, it wasn't like it was a, a game of attrition, but it, it was just bad to see because Big Ben sucks. Their O line sucks. Their defense looked like it was getting just smacked around. They're probably exhausted. They are. You can see it. You see it when you watch them play football, and the Bengals are not. He just brings the energy of that whole team down. I mean, he's just overstayed his welcome, and it's so obvious. He needs to go. Yeah, he really. He it's needs so to go. bad. It's so, like Steelers fans. I, it's the same thing with Eli. It's the same thing with Philip Rivers. Peyton Manning, even eventually, yeah. dude, you gotta let him go. It's over. Like I know the organization has tried to keep him on for longer, and it's really not the fans' decision. But really, look into a quarterback in this draft. Yeah, I don't or, even think more free agent thing, Like, is there? An, I don't know. If there's a quarterback coming out of college this year, that's a, an answer for anybody. Like, who's your guy this year? Corral. Corral. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. But Corral. You know? hasn't. Well, we won't know. I don't think we'll really know until the combine. Like, yeah, we knew. You know, you know, all that stuff picks up around the combine. Yeah, but we knew last year. We knew that. Yeah, did we know that there was? They'll make somebody the story. We knew Trevor. We knew Trevor. That's not what I'm talking. Trevor's about. been the guy. Yeah, we knew that. They'll Coming make the somebody season, the story though. after the draft. Yeah, of course. Of course. Zach Wilson I'm talking about himself. what we're seeing now at UNC. He had one beautiful throw in uh, you know? his pro day. That was that. Yeah, and then everyone's like, oh, he, yeah, maybe they'll take him one instead of Trevor. That would be <laughs> Maybe you will. No, no, they're not going <laughs> to. What were you saying about UNC? Oh. Well, Sam, just, Howell. Sam Howell. Like, in respect to, like, we'll find out who's the guy around draft time. Of course we will, because... They're going to make a guy. Yeah, no they always what. create a guy. But, like, Mark Sanchez was the guy, too. We were talking about this at Thanksgiving with my family. Like, we were looking at that draft class, and it was awful. But, like, like we were we were talking about, like, who could have possibly been the misses. Like, they took Mark Sanchez, like, six overall or something. Mm-hmm. Who did they miss on? They really didn't miss on anybody. It was, like, Clay Matthews and a couple other guys throughout the draft. Like, that draft class was just bad. Yeah. So like they probably they probably made him the guy, but he stinks. It's Mark Sanchez. Another defensive heavy class coming out. You have all these edge rushers like uh, Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, and, he's so good. He's so and good. So good. Mm-hmm. Thibodeau from Oregon too. Yeah. Got I a bunch it. of good old linemen like who's Evan the old lineman? I was going to say Evan Neal from out of Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather see the Steelers do something like that than jump the gun. On a quarterback, yeah, because then they're just going to waste the pick. What do you do? I would say invest now. In who? It's better than. It's better than being sorry three years from now when you're thinking about signing him and you don't want to because he sucks. But you had no choice because you had no quarterback. But maybe if you invest now, rushed decision, dude. Yeah, maybe if you just chill out, draft one of the better players on the field because you're going to have a good or in the draft field because you're going to have a better pick. And if next year the situation's better or if you can find someone in free agency that can hold you off, 
I'd rather see. Yeah, because there's there's a Teddy Bridgewater, there's a Tyrod Taylor. Someone's going to float around. Someone that could play football. Well, I think it, it might be beneficial for them to have one of those placement guys for at least a year. And then, you know, if they really don't like the quarterback class, we don't know exactly what it's going to be it like until the day of. It could also end up being of, a quarterback class like Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott where the, sure. the guy comes out sure. in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Yeah, I think they'll have to draft someone. I don't know if it'll – it might most likely won't be in a high round. but They didn't draft anyone I think this it, past draft? No, no, no. The Steelers? Not a quarterback, I don't think. Well, they took Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs in recent years. And I don't they, remember. And they it's the last two or three years Dobbs, traded Dobbs either, in Jacksonville. Either traded oh, yeah, or right. picked up uh, Haskins. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, they have a first round quarterback <laughs> technically yeah. on their roster, but he's not going to play. See, but like, that's the thing, Washington. That's an, another example. Washington needed a quarterback, and everyone's like, "All right, well, here's this guy. He's kind of a project, but he's got a big arm, and he goes to a big school, and you know, he's." There are not a lot of great quarterbacks in this draft, but he's one of the better ones, so if you need one, go ahead and take him. And they did, and he sucks. Yeah, uh, you got a good point. You have a really good point. Yeah, so we'll see what they do, but they got mollywhomped by the Bengals, as we said, in the final Week 12 score that was important was Sunday night football Packers beat the Ra- No, it was Sunday afternoon. It wasn't Sunday night. Yeah, um, Packers beat the Rams at home 36-28. to and the Rams are I, – I, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. I guess we could go right into it. The Rams are in a skid. Big skid. They are in a three-game losing streak. They've been outscored 95-54 to against all winning teams, though. So put an asterisk right there. The Titans 8-4, and the 49ers 6-5, and the Packers now 9-3. and But Matt Stafford, five touchdowns, five interceptions in those three games. Doubled his interceptions. He had four in the first eight. Now he has five in the last three. And then their offensive line has kind of been – disheveled and has been sacked nine times during that stretch and only was sacked seven times during the first eight. I'm not going to be like, I, I told you so, because at the same time, came come week two, I was praising the Rams. So, like, I have no skin. In well, the I know you were concerned about them but before the season. But I was, heavily, season. Invo- I was yeah. heavily concerned preseason about this offensive line and its longevity because they're all old guys. And it's shown because there's reports coming out every day. Is Stafford fully healthy? Is Stafford in a position to play good football? And he, clearly he's not. His decision-making is off. His his throws aren't as crisp as they had been all season. He's not finding his wide receivers. Big part of it, obviously, is losing Robert, Robert Woods. Woods. That's huge. But Van Jefferson has stepped up in that role, and obviously Cooper Cup's still that guy getting 10 receptions. Odell game. had a big touchdown this and week. And Odell had a big touchdown this week. So like, it's not like he does not have weapons, because that is not the problem in L.A. The problem is that aging offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that defense we thought was going to be a fantastic, but giving up 36 points to the Packers, and yeah. that like that's an NFC Championship type of score, or even yeah. a divisional round score. Um, and we'll get into the, the shakeup right now and where they sit in the playoff picture, but at the moment, I don't know if McVay's lost more than two games in a row very often during his career, and McVay's now he's lost not three. not as good as everyone thinks he is. That, that I, could also be the case. I think that's I finally think, what we're seeing. I, I'm telling you, Kyle Shanahan has dominated him for five, four years. He's dominating him. I think he's. I think McVay is clever, and I think that he's smart. I think right now he's got his he's eye caught coach. on the flashy object. He can't. I'm not saying he's, he's distracted by the shiny thing right now. And he's spending a lot of money in a few places, and like, yeah, he's got all these. Uh, he's got all the skill positions filled, but 
Well, now what look, about the line? Now look at them. They're seven and four. You traded for Von Miller. You tr- or you picked up Odell Beckham, and uh, they had they kind of had to. They didn't know that Robert Woods was hurt beforehand, but they they were stacking up, and they've given away. Every single first round pick that they have over the next like five what? years, yeah, it's, it's no pretty. They've no draft picks, yeah. so you either win now, and, and you got you traded everything for Matt Stafford, pretty much draft picks, which was more draft picks. Yeah, and if you don't, if they don't win this year, what do you do? Like you, screwed. The, he, Sean McVay. Like this is this is the year that you have been playing I'm gonna, to win. I'm going to say it right now: Sean McVay, Bill O'Brien, the Rams. <laughs> No, he didn't. <laughs> in two years from now, Zachary, if that is not one of the worst franchises in the NFL, well, then we will have that conversation. I think it might again. be reverse psychology, Bill O'Brien, because he's been yeah. he's been getting rid of all the draft capital yeah, not to players. get players. He didn't get rid of the players to for get draft bad, capital yeah, but... for bad picks. It wasn't even good <laughs> picks. Dude, that guy is terrible. He oh, ruined God. that franchise. Is he going to get one of these jobs? No, maybe. I actually. think he'll stay. In college? I think he'll college? stay in Alabama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no. Right now, there's no open jobs in the yeah. NFL, which is yeah. actually pretty notable. That it through, is. Through 12 weeks, we don't have any coaching uh, positions that yeah. need to be filled. Yeah, I think in the next like, three weeks, Raiders, we'll see. Other than the Raiders. Yeah. That's, that's, I think at this point, most teams will probably just wait till the end of the year unless something like John Gruden catastrophically happens to them. Maybe yeah. Randy Etzel will take over Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I think Joe... I think yes! Yes, that is a good idea. I think it might be Joe Moorhead, OC of uh, Oregon right now. Yeah, that's what the odds are saying. Interesting. Um, But yeah, going back to the Rams, they have the Jags this week. Has to be a win. Then they have the Cardinals on the road. Has to be a win. Tough, tough game. Has to be a win. You have to beat the Cardinals. Cardinals are undefeated in the division right now, too. Right. And That's the thing about greatness, man. They already lost At them. the end, there can only be one. There can only be one division winner. There can only be one NFL champion. And this is a must-win game for both of those. Cardinals win that game. They're sitting very, very well right. to win that division. Yeah. Yeah. Some people think, some well, not anymore. I, at the, Earlier in the season, a lot of people thought the Rams were the team to beat. I mean, they've fallen off a little bit from that. A lot of people thought the Cardinals were the team to beat. These are two teams that people have really been looking at as NFC Heavyweights. Heavyweights. Yeah. Contenders to be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, the importance of that game for both those teams can't be overstated. Yeah. And that Cardinals game is a Monday night game in Arizona. It's enormous. So that is a huge, What's the date huge of game? game. December 13th. Not this week, but next. We've got Kyler and D-Hop coming back this week, so they've got some time to get back into their rhythm before that game Yeah, they as well. had their bye this past week. And, yeah, and they're going to need them against that game. I, I think the the Rams have to have that game circled on their calendar because they've already lost to them. They can't lose to them again. Um, so, yeah, huge game for them. And then let's get into the Patriots. Like, why not? Why don't we get into the Patriots like we always have been? All right, the New England Patriots, six-game win streak, number two in the AFC now. Mac Jones is looking like a very good quarterback, maybe even an all-pro as a rookie. And, man, this is absurd. (laughs) Yeah. This is absurd. I thought we would have at least a couple years to start talking about this again. Nope. Nope. One year. COVID year. Nope. We'll have COVID. We'll take a break, and we'll come back and do it all over again. Yeah. It's actually demoralizing as someone who does not root for the Patriots (laughs) that lives in New England. It is demoralizing. How do you always be excellent and the rest of us suffer? I can't wait till Bill retires. 
Will he? When? Yeah, he's going to die no, eventually. Gonna Listen, he'll pull out a Palpatine. He'll come Listen, right back. If yeah. it's on my 50th birthday, then it's going to be a Bill Belichick retired party, not my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have it. We'll do different things. I don't care. Oh, my God. Listen, I don't hate him. I res- I think Bill Belichick is oh, yeah. the greatest football mind that we've gotten to see in oh, our yeah. lives. But screw Bill Belichick <laughs> for ruining my childhood making all of my Patriot fan friends like Eric here you man, have the was largest the of fucking freaking heads <laughs> sorry I almost slipped there it's yeah. just it is it's nerve it's annoying it's annoying yeah. it's annoying yeah, like uh, you can talk on it, Eric. Like it, you're in your glory. No, right I now. literally I said to my roommates, I, I've said to a couple people, it's like you guys had your fun last year. It's like you gotta you gotta dance on what you thought was the Patriots' graves. Bill Belichick's hand reached up through the through the <laughs> soil, it's like the other back. And I don't know, it, it's good. I mean, I was talking I was talking to uh, our friend Drew the other day, and he was he said you watching these games, it, it, it's the bl- the blueprint from 2001 is fully back. Yeah, we have a great defense. That you can't throw the ball on at all. We have a nice, we have a very nice D line, and also like a thing people forget is we had a couple guys that are starting on this defense last year that last year fully opted out for the COVID yeah. season, so they have and, a full year off. And guess what? Guess who you drafted in the second round? That's getting double teamed every single play, and nobody's even talking about it because Judon's got. 12, 13 sacks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Christian Barmore, the yeah, best Christian defensive Barmore. tackle in the draft, got swept up by New England in the second round. They moved up to get him because he was so there and so should have been picked earlier. They were saying and, like 15 he was going to go. Yeah. Oh, because Bill and Saban are like best friends. Yeah. He was probably like, get this guy yeah. now. He's like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Oh, God. No, it's insane to me, honestly, it is, because I was not expecting this. Like, I, I had a feeling like, Coming we back, were thinking winning a winning season. year, a winning year, nine, yeah. seven, ten, and six. Yeah. We but, knew the yeah. defense was coming back, not yeah. being this. Yeah, because I knew the defense was going to be back, and that made a he- that makes a huge. But difference. to be at but... eight wins already with right, They're at eight and four, yeah, eight yeah. four. Be at eight wins with what? They got Time five for the games best left. Record in the AFC. Yeah. They got five yeah. games left, and they're already at eight wins. Yeah, so they got yeah. the Bills on Monday night on December six. They have not even hit their bye yet. They have a bye the week after, and then they go down to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Then the week after, the day after Christmas, they come at home and play the Bills again. Damn. Yeah. Stretch yeah. of games here. It is. Like, this fair. is what's going to test. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, but if they win these games. Oh, yeah. If, if they we win, win these, these games, games. It's over. I'm going to start crying. Well, Bill it's coming. Bill, well, so if they win on Monday night, huge. Then they have the bye. Bill coming off a bye has always been great. Always. Going down to Indianapolis, that should be a win. And then you come back at home and play the Bills again. Beautiful. They you you win all three of those yeah. games. I'm, and if, I, I'm they converting to Belichick. The Bills, right? <laughs> Belichick is and if you guys see what I, I, I wrote in there, uh, Patriots are 64-19 and 19 in December under Belichick. <sighs> 64. 64 and 19. All right, Eric. We okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Take that stat with a grain of salt because no, 64 and 19 in December with the Patriots with Tom Brady. Yeah. Yes. But still. But still. And one Bell year Belichick. of Cam Newton. Yes, where they went one and three yes. in December. Oh. Yes. I, I would well, like yeah. to. Uh, I would like to know what the Giants are in December. Not <laughs> good. <laughs> not good, man. Maybe Probably 19 and 64. Maybe. <laughs> Oh jeez! I, I don't oh, even boy. know about nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a hundred and seventeen thousand. Uh, I don't know. And four. All right. Um, yeah, Patriots are fantastic. Mac Jones is looking like the rookie of the year at the moment, and they're just going to keep rolling. 
Um, let's look at the playoff picture. So the AFC, how it's rounding up at the moment. The Ravens are in first. The Patriots are in second, as we mentioned. The Titans are in third that the Patriots just beat handedly. And then the Chiefs are in fourth. And then rounding out the wild card spots are the char- or excuse me, not the Chargers, the Bengals, the Bills, and then the Chargers. And then we have a couple teams in the hunt, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Colts, the Steelers are lower at 5-5, five and five, the Browns, and obviously the Dolphins at 4-7. and seven. Um, Any teams that are surprising to be in the wild card race already, or any teams you think might jump in? The Bengals, obviously. Yes. If you're putting yourself in the shoes of preseason, the Bengals obviously being the top wild card is insane. And some people are even picking them to win the AFC North. <laughs> For me, that's that's my first one. I mean, you guys go ahead. I mean, me too. I wasn't sure if they were going to be ready to be compete at this high of a level. I wasn't sure if the defense was going to be there. I love Joe Burrow, but off of an injury, you never really can tell. What I what I I'm surprised that the Titans are still as competitive as they are. Um, their defense keeping their defense floor. showed the same thing that Derek Carr showed. Mm-hmm. They they are the unit that is able to take that team. And really bring him forward, and we we thought Derrick Henry was the team. It turns out that he was just a part of the team. He was a really really good part of the team. He was the offense. Yeah, and he was the their, offense. Their defense was the other half of the team. They're finding ways to do it, and they've they've really impressed me. They're still at number three. Yeah, yeah, I agree with both of those. Um, a team that I would say that's in the hunt that I am kind of surprised about and think that they may have a shot to get in is the Colts. Yeah, I have um, to agree. Yep. They have Jonathan Taylor playing at an MVP level at uh, running back. Carson Wentz has not played that bad. The defense, no, he's very efficient. Back. Yeah. Very, efficient. very efficient. The defense is really good. Yeah, uh, really Darius good. Leonard's insane. And so they, they're, they're doing really well. Now, granted, they do have a couple big games coming up. They have the Texans this week. Should be a win, so they should move to seven and six. As we said, they have the Patriots at home, and then on on Christmas at eight fifteen, they have the Cardinals on the road. Oof. So, you know, and then the, to round out, they have the Raiders at home, and then the Jaguars on the road. So, if they really want to get in the playoffs, those are probably the two wins they need at the back end. Yeah. They're going to have to grab the Texans this week, and then mate probably three and two in those games. But you know what? They're getting hot at the right time, and you never know. You yeah. never know. The Bills game. Definitely you exci- never know. Excited to watch them down the stretch. I yep. agree. Um, and then right before we get into Eric's pick for college, we'll go through NFC. Cardinals at 1, Packers at 2, Bucks at 3, Cowboys at 4, the Rams, 49ers, and Washington football team in the wild card. And then there are a bunch of teams in the chase still because um, a lot of things can shake up in these last six weeks. But what are the teams in there for you guys? The, you know uh, – the most surprising one to me is the Bucks being at three and not at one. Hmm. Um, they should be at one with their roster that they reloaded. Um, other than that, the Falcons being in the hunt right there. What they're like five mm-hmm. and seven, I believe. It's right incredible. Now. No, five. No, they might be five and six. They might be five, and six, five right and six. Now. Five and six right now. Yeah. Down the stretch, they they could do some things that. Hey, I mean, you know, the Vikings play a hard schedule. Going for the rest of the season now without Dalvin Cook. Yep, now without weeks. Dalvin Cook. Washington's shaky. Their offense isn't fully proven. Their defense is finally picking it up, and and then you got you got the Rams and the Niners. I think are the heavyweights in the wild card race. Obviously, but. Yes. That's with with a little bias. Right, and you have the Washington football team, but I I don't know. The Washington football team going up against the Packers in the wild card right now? Yeah, no. No. 
That's a loss. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of top heavy, but there are definitely some good teams rounding out the rest of the NFC. You could see the Vikings move in and make a push in that wild Eagles, card race. The Eagles even even the Eagles, but you know, losing to the Giants was not, not very not great the way for to them. Do that. No. Right. It's really those five teams. Right. It's yeah. Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams. And yeah. I wouldn't count out the 49ers. I just think they're they got to get healthy injury wise. Yeah, I think they're so a little injury ridden right now. Um, but, you know, so those are the topics of talk today. We'll see how those do, and we'll continue to be updated with the playoff picture as we move forward. But Eric Harkins, the college football pick. What's going on in college this week, Harkins? So we've got our uh, it's conference weekend, conference championship weekend. Woo-hoo! There's a bunch of big games. A lot of chaos could still happen. There's a ton. There's uh, we saw Houston this week in East Hartford. They, I mean, they looked they were big this weekend, Matt. They looked like a good team. Obviously, it was against us, but and I think the cold had probably had something to do with it. Yeah, um, they probably would have looked much better had yeah. we gone down there. Yeah, yeah, but I think that game against Cincinnati this week, I think, is going to be really interesting. I mean, they. It's interesting because they probably want Cincinnati to get in based on uh, the revenue to their conference that they'd be getting. True, true. But if there was a little bit of chaos there, it'd be interesting. And then there's Big 12, which is Baylor-Oklahoma State. (coughs) That's a a five-and-a-half-point spread. I think there also is a chance for chaos there. I think if Oklahoma State wins, they should be in. I would think so. Depending, so. depending. There's a couple of things well, that need Alabama to happen. Unless lo- Alabama wins. Well, Unless say, Alabama yeah. wins. If Alabama, so Alabama loses, yeah. Assuming yeah. Alabama, Michigan, and Cincinnati win, uh, yeah. we're going to assume Georgia's win, Why? lose, get in. Yeah. They're going to be in no matter what. But those other three teams, they could all lose. Yeah. Like you were saying, Houston's yeah. a good football team, a ranked football team. Yeah. You got Iowa, another ranked yeah. football team. Who is my pick? Ten and a half. Because I think... I think we saw easily the biggest win of the Jim Harbaugh oh, Michigan yeah. era. Hundred percent. I think it, and I think it's going to be such a letdown spot this weekend. It's I'm very, not saying they're going to lose. It's a very, but you're right. It's a very easy spot you're putting them in to get an absolute letdown. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You just had the biggest win of your career. I mean, that scene. That was a scene at the big. I house wish on I was. Saturday. I wish we were there. That would have oh been electric. Gosh. If I could be anywhere on Saturday, I would be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where I'd be. It was an absolute scene. So I think. I think that kind of emotional turnaround coming into this week. Obviously, if they if Harbaugh can keep them keep their eyes on the prize, they'll be all right. But I like Iowa plus ten and a half. More rooting for chaos than anything, but I think it's a big letdown spot. For I, I love seeing I love seeing chaos in college yeah. sports. It's the best part. Yeah. Really all is. right. All right, Eric. Very nice. Very nice pick. So, ooh. So uh, Iowa plus Iowa, ten and a half. Iowa plus ten and a half, and <laughs> we will move into the pick. So all time, I am one hundred and sixty-five. And did you take out the? Tie? I took out the one because it moved the lines around and stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Luigi is one hundred six and fifty. Nine, and then Zach is the top dog at 107.58. Booyah! All right, so let's get into the picks. A lot of good games this week, so we'll start here. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. All right, Thursday Night Football, 820. The Cowboys, 7-4. and four. Four and a half point favorites at the New Orleans Saints, five and six. Give me the Cowboys. I, well, I'm going to take the Cowboys again this week. I hope they don't let me down. I think that the Saints team might be starting Taysom Hill this week, and I don't like that. So there you go. The Cowboys, it was a gunfight against the Raiders, and the Cowboys just got outslung. I think the Saints can only pick up wins against teams that don't have a lot of firepower that can't hold back. Kamaro, though, might be back for, for his first game. Okay, well, that could change. Taysom some Hill things. is starting. He's but for now, I'm going to take the Cowboys. 
Taysom Hill is starting. I'm definitely taking the One Cowboys. One suggestion Sorry, to the Cowboys. Hill. Feed Tony Pollard the ball. Yeah, sure. Give it to Run him. Run the ball. Right up the middle. Run the ball. All right. Cowboys across the board on Thursday night. 1 o'clock. Bucks 9-3. and three. 11-point favorites at the Falcons, 5-6. and six. This is an NFC South divisional game. Please give me the Buccaneers. They're so consistent. Um, they were down against the Colts. I thought the Colts were going to pull that game out. Um, Tom Brady led them back. Leonard Fournette with how many touchdowns? Four. 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 Incredible. Three Defense is still playing well, oh, so I'm going to take those over the uh, Falcons. Definitely the Bucks. I mean, they did rely on playoff Lenny, and Antonio Brown is now out for the next two weeks. Rest in peace, Luigi's fantasy season. <laughs> but the Bucks got it this week. Tampa Bay across the board. One o'clock. Cardinals nine and two, seven and a half point favorites at the Chicago Bears. Four and seven. Give me the Cardinals. Yeah, can't feel comfortable taking the Bears here. D Hop and uh, Kyler Murray are coming back, so I'm going to take the Cardinals. Off a of bye, I can't see that Cliff Kingsbury is going to lose this game. One so. o'clock. Chargers six and five at the Bengals seven and four. Bengals are three-point favorites. Zach is the only one with the pick currently. Zach, why are you taking who you're so taking? So this is an interesting one to me, this game, because both of these teams have had their highs and lows. Throughout the season, people have praised them. Throughout the season, people have said they're overrated. I'm taking the Bengals because of the Chargers' performance this past week against the Broncos. The defense, really good. Derwin James is a superstar. We know this. Asante Samuel Jr. is blossoming. But the offense let us down. Mike Williams didn't have as many deep catches as he did in the beginning of the year. And on the other side of the coin, we have the Bengals, whose defense was phenomenal this week against the Steelers, and the offense produced like they always do. So I'm going to take the Bengals. Zach, you know what, man? You definitely just convinced me right there. Because I was watching both of those games with you um, on Sunday, and I saw all the things that you saw. I, I... This is a battle, man. This is a battle of the quarterbacks from last year. Mm -hmm. It's actually a pretty interesting game with an interesting storyline. This is one of my favorite ones. This is one of those those matchups for down down the line to look forward to a Burrow versus Herbert matchup. I'm going to take the Bengals. I am. You know, I agree. I think the Chargers have had some close wins against not great teams, and I think the Bengals showed that they could, like, Card- or Chargers had a thirty-seven or forty-one to thirty-seven win against the Steelers. Then the Bengals played them the next week, beat them forty-one to ten. So give me the Bengals. All right, one o'clock. Colts six and six, eight and a half point favorites at the Texans, two and nine. Colts need this one to make the playoffs. Give me the Colts. Definitely taking the Colts mm-hmm. right here. You got a very weak Texans team mm-hmm. that just lost to the Jets. And we just talked at length. The Colts are hot right now. So. Yes. And them. it's a must win. It is because you know, all these games for the Colts are must win. Every game from now on. Is a must win. Colts across the board. One o'clock. Eagles five and seven, six and a half point favorites at the New York Jets. Three and eight. Give me the Eagles. Definitely taking the Eagles here. Their run game has been very impressive this year, and the Jets' run defense, though it is their strong suit, is still very lackluster. Um, this is a team that needs to pick some stuff up. Salah's really got to do a better job in that locker room. Um, but things are looking up for the Jets in a way. Actually, that's not true. But the Eagles, the things are looking up. So I will definitely take the Eagles. I am actually going to take the Jets here this <coughs> oh. week. The Jets um, are not that talented of a roster, but a couple times this year they figured out ways to beat teams that they shouldn't have won against. Zach Wilson came back last week. that He's going to play again this week. And the Eagles did not look that strong against the Giants, particularly Jalen Hurts. Had a really... The Giants' defense gave him fits, yeah. and I like the Giants' defense, but they're not, let's be honest here, they're not all-time 
They're not all league. Zach, you know what this means, right? What's that? This is the three-win threshold that you picked at the beginning of the year. That's fine. They're going to get their fourth win. Oh. Coming from you. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> That's fine Scott Scott. He, Scott Scott He took the Jets He took, he the, took jets, the Jets Scott. He took them He's going for the four wins I'd rather have the he's record ruin- than He's the, ruining the record already That's He's fine. ruining the picks <laughs> Is what it is He's ruining it And All Scott right. Scott if you're listening out there That 1300 is still looking terrible <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is rushing all right, Eagles and Jets, 1 o'clock, Vikings 5-6, and 7-point favorites at the Lions, 0-10-1. Give me the Vikings. Definitely taking the Vikings. The Lions are just a crapshoot. Even without Dalvin Cook, yeah, but possibly look at Lions plus 7. All right, last 1 o'clock game, Giants <coughs> 4-7 at the Dolphins, 5-7. and seven. Dolphins are 4.5-point favorites. Give me long-necked. Mike Glennon and a win for the Giants. You know, I was browsing Mike Glennon's career stats and his stats this year, and he's, he's an okay. This he, one game no, he played this year was be, <laughs> okay as far as a backup goes. I'm going to take the Dolphins though. Definitely taking the Dolphins. They're really, really hot right now. Two is playing very well. Jalen Waddle's really stepping into his first round pick position. Really liking the Dolphins. They are in a very hard division though, so. Maybe they'll just get this one. Four oh five Jaguars two and nine at the Rams seven and four. Twelve and a half point favorites to the Rams. Give me the Rams. Rams should be a blowout if it's not. Who knows? The Rams have to win this game once again. Um, another interesting one, but Rams. Ram, uh, Washington football team five and six at the Raiders six and five. Two and a half point favorites to the Raiders. Um, give me the Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders, too. I think that Washington is a team like the Saints that doesn't have enough firepower to keep up with teams that do. So I'm going to take the Raiders. I'm taking the football team. I, they're another hot team that I'm liking, and usually that will backfire in my face. One of these past two teams that I've just oh. picked are going to lose. But Washington's got a great defense, playing pretty good so far. 425 Ravens 8 and 3 8 four and a half point favorites at the Steelers 5 and 5 give me the Ravens yeah give me the Ravens here Steelers are ugly Baltimore Jacksons baby and then next 425 game uh 49ers 6 and 5 three and a half point favorites at the Seahawks 3 and 8 give me the 49ers uh, man here we go 49ers they're depleted I'm still going to take them Russell Wilson does not look like himself at all he's overthrowing throws to the, the flats he's just missing receivers left and right the finger is really bothering him with with my luck this is the game where russell wilson comes back into form but always taking my 49ers i think that they're looking like one of the best teams in the nfc right now last two games of the week sunday night football 820 broncos six and five at the chiefs seven and four chiefs are 10 point favorites battle in the afc west give me the chiefs I'm going to take the Broncos. The Broncos' defense was hellacious against the Chargers this week. And Teddy Bridges. Oh, yeah. When'd you learn that one, bud? I know that one. Not long ago. (laughs) I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. You know, I do have faith in Zach's Broncos. I liked watching them this weekend. They played a pretty good game, but Pat's back, baby. All right, final game of the week, Monday Night Football, 8-15. The Patriots 8-4 at the Bills, 7-3. Bills are three-point favorites. Give me the Patriots on. Actually, I don't know. You talk first. <laughs> it hurts my heart to say, but I'm not ready to get off the Patriots. Patriots 8-4 and four at the Bills, 7-3. and three. Bills are three-point favorites. Give me the Patriots on... Actually, I don't know. You talk first. <laughs> it hurts my heart to say, but I'm not ready to get off the Patriots train. Eric? So I'm going to take them. Eric? 
Patriots. Patriots. Oh, yeah. what you Luigi? I don't know, Matt. I I don't know. Uh, Bill Belichick has dominated the Bills. Go Patriots. All right, give me the Pats as well. Ba- Pats across the board. I'm sorry, Griffin, but we don't believe in the Bills this week. <laughs> but it has been Fire Football Radio. Myself, Matt McGrath, Luigi Capola, and Zach Schmoll, and Eric Harkins in studio. We appreciate all the listeners this week from 6 to 7. We'll see you next week, and hope you have a great time till then.